0: No, not at all. What you it's an open relationship. About? He just has to do what I tell him to do. That's that's all. It's perfect. Ah,
1: oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah. Hi, this is Eric, and you're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 82. In this episode, John, Tom, and I talk about Ether cards, Amazon's new Let Me In Your Home program, and why we've decided to discontinue the San Diego Laravel user group and a lot more. So, let's get started. Here's a fun fact. In the in the states here, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, and the National Hockey League, the NHL, both play 82 games a season. However, in Major League Baseball, a team has to win 82 games just to have a winning season this is episode 82 of php ugly the home run derby welcome gentlemen
2: you've already named it you can't
1: do that
0: i, I name it every week it's, you just don't pay attention to it early.
1: no he named it last night after the world series game
0: but now 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 everybody wants to leave i got the office manager and his assistant all one out all right i'll be right back you guys talk talk amongst yourselves
2: I thought he always came up with the name afterwards, based on what we talk about.
1: No, I do. Yeah. You really? I let, I let him. I let him think. You really, really
0: don't pay attention to the show, do you, John? No, I, I don't. I do it every week. I do it every week, and Tom always calls it something else, which is appropriate. You know, it's just a fun thing. But that's how long a baseball season is. You have to win eighty-two games. Just to be above 500 for your season. Which
2: means it's way too long.
0: Means those guys are athletes, my friend. That's the best. That's why no, it's the best sport. If... Best sport on the planet. I
2: want to go best sport.
0: Best sport on the planet. Maybe basically. playing
2: it.
1: Watching it can be if awfully damn boring. If you
0: were to come. To I wouldn't a even young... call
1: it the best sport in San Diego.
0: If you were to come to a <laughs> young show come,
1: San Diego, at age
0: eight or nine, and say, Young Shokum, what would you think if I told you the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers were going to play in a World Series together? I would chuckle at you. I would say, strange man from the future, who looks very much like me but much older, you're very weird, that DeLorean you got out of, because the Astros can never possibly play the Dodgers In the World Series, it is impossible, could never happen. And lo and behold, a much more mature but better looking myself has discovered that it is indeed possible. Do you know why it wasn't possible though, Thomas?
1: They were both in the NL.
0: That's right, they were both National League teams. The uh, Astros moved to the American League. And now we have an Astros-Dodgers World Series. It's craziness, I tell you. It's 100 degrees in October, and the Astros are playing the Dodgers. It's absolute madness.
2: It was hilarious because two minutes prior to us saying, hey, are you ready to record? I'm sitting here watching a YouTube video called Time Travel in Fiction Rundown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because why wouldn't you be?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I watch some weird YouTube videos sometimes. Yeah. But it related to the show, so it worked out perfectly. There you go. It was meant
1: to be. Perfect.
0: How are you gentlemen doing?
1: Oh, not too bad. Well, you know, the wheel keeps turning.
0: Got to be completely honest with you. Which, which I have wheel is that? Absolutely no content for the show this week, so. Yeah.
1: Oh my,
2: that. You, you got more content than I have.
1: Uh That's depressing.
2: Well, it's <laughs> usual. <laughs> you guys. I see, I don't follow any. Like I don't read Reddit, I don't follow any news Blogs so
1: Don't listen to any podcasts
2: Especially <laughs> this one I'm Trying to figure out why people do
1: uh, I've got plenty, I'll carry us That's what awesome. You
2: always do Thomas, always do You're
1: a great gag Thomas it, it might be about The failings of corporate America And rants about regulation but
0: No, it won't be about that Okay, it, okay
2: well then <laughs> <laughs> then before you do that, we'll actually talk PHP. We actually had our, uh, Laravel meetup last night. There's, there's really well.
0: something monumental about last night's Laravel meetup. Thomas, it was, was the last Laravel meetup in San Diego. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, not the last one. The next one, there will be one. It just will not be a presentation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We decided we're going to have a going away, like get together at some bar somewhere and, uh, Just going to hang out one last time.
0: Yeah, the the whole Laravel thing seems to have run its course. I mean, those who, who were interested in it and started using it kind of got their legs under them and not looking for that social interaction. Those who haven't, haven't. And there just doesn't seem to be that much of a demand for the meetup. I mean, the reality of it is the meetup that we were held the majority of the people there were DAO dev people and I, I'm perfectly fine with that had it been the only meetup we were doing I would have just continued doing it it was perfectly fine but we had another meetup that much of that same crowd attends which is the SDPHP meetup so sure. it just seemed a little redundant and knowing that the year that I'm anticipating having next year with the conference and everything else going on in our lives. We have, we have some other big news that we're not Three allowed to podcasts.
1: tell again. <laughs> so this is what, like the sixth show in a row where you've said, Hey, we've got some big news. You'll hear about it at some point in the future.
0: This is huge. Why do you, it's why huge. do you bring it up? Because I would, I want to tell you so badly, so, so badly, but this, this Are you talking about DM. The, yes. This one involves okay. lawyers and paperwork and what? Are you going to say are you going to tell them? No. Oh. oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just teasing it out there.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. This one. Thank you guys. So we're we're right there. I I was hoping to have everything done before the show tonight so that we could talk about it, but we haven't done it yet and you know, it's just one of those things where we can't talk about it until all the lawyers are happy with with the paperwork. So, we're uh, wait, are you two getting this married? Is, this isn't like
2: close. We, we can't. We can't talk about it yet. <laughs> 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 so, although this this piece of news isn't going to be like drawn out until next year, hopefully no. in the next week or two, we'll be able to to discuss it.
1: Yeah, put it, put it out there on the SD Fun Facts Twitter.
0: <laughs> nope, nah. doesn't involve the uh, the conference at all. This is nope. a this is strictly a Diego Dev thing. So we're happy, we're happy. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm super stoked. It's been one of these things I've been I, we've been working towards for a long time, and to see that light at the end of the tunnel, I was like, "Holy smokes! I can't believe this is about to happen." And it it's not. It's not my non-profit that John keeps telling me I'm not going to do because that's still happening too and I would I would openly talk about that but it's not that, it's something more fun I'll let you know So,
2: yeah, that's exciting but bringing it back to the, last night's meetup and Laravel, the Laravel meetup kind of going away, we're, we decided to merge the two, SDPHP and Laravel we'll still have Laravel talks at SDPHP, that's kind of how it, the whole Laravel thing started, having the talks there seeing this huge demand and said hey let's branch off every talk was about uh, laravel
1: so, yeah we so sp- spawned we, memes on twitter yeah,
2: so we decided merging back together and actually we are in 2018 moving the sdphp meetup from downtown back to is that considered sereno valley there or yeah Mesa? It,
0: no it's sereno valley
2: sereno valley so we're bringing it back up towards the the middle of the county so I think we'll we'll lose some people. Hopefully, we'll gain others. Um, hoping that the fact that it's kind of in the middle of everything, we we'll, we end up with a bigger overall meetup, which would be nice.
0: Me, the the meetup location is always one of those tricky things because you always have people complaining. When it's downtown, you you had like a bunch of people. Oh, I would go to the meetup, but I'm not going downtown. Like, and mm-hmm. for the record, anybody who lives in a big city. <laughs> Downtown San Diego is nothing. It it is nothing to drive to downtown San Diego. It's probably one of the easiest downtowns there is to get around in. But there are yeah, it's people just a, who
1: just a quick 2-hour drive for that for that 8-mile stretch.
0: There are people who are it adamantly against driving downtown, period. What? So who? We we're we're looking forward, we're hoping that you know moving it out will now there, there are other issues with moving it to where we're moving it, which means San Diego has something called a South Bay, which it, now Serena Valley is a long drive for the people in the South Bay. We'll see how it works out. I don't know. Yep. I, I don't. The, I don't want to go back to two two SDPHP meetups. Somebody has suggested no, that. It,
2: well, there's also the fact that where we were hosting, you know, I, I understand they made a business decision to they provide space now, but they stopped providing. Uh, drinks and food which i mean that's Bastards. food when you're holding a meetup that yeah, it, it's expensive so you know we end up having to pick up the bill so i think it's it's time to move from there and hopefully it works out yeah
0: yep yep so exciting things are happening our next laravel meetup is actually a mixer <laughs> we're just gonna go we're just gonna go drinking and I'll just kind of reminisce and talk about uh, talk about things. No, no computers allowed. Somebody had already laid down that rule, so this should be fun.
1: Well, after John peed on that guy's laptop, yeah, it's just it's generally <laughs> nothing expensive allowed. He didn't mind when I did it. <laughs> you were showcasing that it was waterproof. That's acceptable. <laughs>
2: I don't know where you come up with this stuff.
0: I got my Chromecast in sure. from, from my uh, Yoo-hoo, Yoo-hoo, Yahoo uh, YouTube TV. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am. All right. Side note, I am heavily medicated and drinking on top of this. I am in physical pain day in and day out, and it's getting harder and harder to manage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to manage my, my pain through chemistry. <laughs> Legal. <laughs> <laughs> Prescription <laughs> chemistry, but uh, it's legal. The most dangerous combining. chemistry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine yes. too. You, t- you got yours too? Yeah. Now, now yeah. I have to cancel my account because, as John pointed out, I, I actually, when you, when you open up your YouTube TV account on a Google Apps, a G Suite account, you, you're unable to share with family members and things. Which is a huge thing. Yeah, so the whole problem. thing with with
2: YouTube TV is you can share with up to five other people. And for some reason on a, on a G Suite account, you can't. Not even the free tier. So I have, you know, my personal domain, a free tier, and then Diego Dev, which we have a paid account. Neither one of those you can do it on. You have to have an at Gmail account to do so. Yeah.
0: I, I can't... I cannot figure out why that is. And as I, I was sharing with John... I had discovered that exact same model for the Google music and I hadn't discovered it until like a year or two after I started using Google music on my Diego dev account, setting up all my playlists, importing all my, all the music that had on my computer into my Google music, um, doing all this stuff. And then my kids were like, Hey dad, you know, can you share this album with me? I'm like, Oh yeah, I can share up to four or five people. I'll just add you to my Google Music account and found out I couldn't. I'm like, son of a gun, man. So now I had to go back to my Gmail account and, you know, start trying to get all the music and everything I had over to there. And I eventually gave up. I, I basically used my Gmail account to share with the family. And I still have my Diego dev account, which at some point I've got to stop paying for and just, you know, just start using my Gmail account. I, I just don't know why it's like that. It, I'm sh- There's got to be a reason. I just don't know what it is. Nothing makes sense to me.
2: Never does. <sighs> it's a, now it's a pain <laughs> nothing ever makes to sense to, to Eric.
0: <laughs> What's that, John?
2: I was saying now it's a it's a pain in the ass because my Diego Dev account's my primary one on on um, the computers I'm logged into. So then you go to YouTube TV and you have to remember to switch accounts. Yeah. It is it is a pain.
0: I'm I'm in the exact same boat. I mean. I I hadn't I hadn't signed into some of my older accounts in years. And the thought of having to keep switching back just to watch YouTube TV almost makes me think I'm not even going to bother with it right now. I don't know. I'm
2: trying so my my next step is to figure out is there another an alternate ISP in San Diego other than the cable companies that is worth their weight for what you pay for.
0: No. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, no, there I, is. I, every every time I've tried, I've always been disappointed. wait a rain on my parade! <laughs> Damn it! So Man I'm looked.
2: on that. I'm on the. I'm on that whole first year promotion thing, and it it expires in a week or two. Oh yeah, you and... just call them
1: up and tell them you don't you don't want service anymore, unless they give you the same bonus again, and they'll do it. Yeah,
0: yeah it. he's he's probably not wrong there.
1: The, True. The general rule is you're supposed to call all of your service providers once a year and say that unless they give you some kind of benefit, then you'll be discontinuing service to switch to another provider. And oh, yeah. Every five
2: five months was serious.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, I up. I, I, I just switched back over to Cox Cable for my television, and I called up my dish to let them know I was canceling, and they're like, oh, no, 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 uh, yo, we'll cut your bill by 40%. We'll send you upgraded hardware. That One of my biggest gripes was the hardware. We had the whole... Um, Dish Hopper hardware, and it had gotten so slow, and, and they're like, "Oh no, we have we have two new generations from them. We'll just send it to you." And I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, why am I having to call you for this?" You know, it's like I don't want you to send well, cause it. to me money, so
1: yeah, they're not going to give you free shit. Good customer service. You for it.
0: At least send me an email saying, "Hey." If you're interested, there's new hardware available on your account. Just let us know if you want it. Nobody reads this. Why emails would they do anyway. that? What motivates them to possibly do that? Because I would have probably stuck with them. If I if I had had new hardware in the lower price tier, what, I wouldn't I wouldn't even have thought about leaving
1: them. Yeah, but you were renting your hardware, right?
0: I don't know what I'm doing,
1: to be it's honest. Like yeah, bucks, I guess so. 10, Ten bucks a month to rent the hardware? You probably paid it off three years ago, and you were just paying them a $1,000 to, to keep yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So that, now I'm canceling just out of spite. <laughs> it's because I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you ever, you like ever it. sign
1: up for something but, just to cancel but it?
2: But how does that work with cable companies? Because you're kind of stuck with the,
1: the one provider you can get. Yeah, you just tell them DirecTV. You're going to go to an inferior provider.
0: Yeah, for, for television it's easy because there's all these satellite television companies out there. For for For... Yeah. Internet's a little bit trickier because only other if, if it's not cable modem, as far as I know, if it's not cable modem, it's going to be DSL. I mean, I think yeah, that's but the, what like the
1: guy you, in the guy in Missouri who takes your phone call doesn't know that, he just has a script. So you just say, I found a better service, I'll be switching unless you can provide a competitive rate, and then they do that's their script. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I mean, a DSL is still a competitive rate, you just tell them, Hey. Yeah, I'm looking at AT and T. AT and T. I see commercials for them all the time.
1: No, I'm looking mm-hmm. at pigeons. <laughs> Homing pigeons. I started training. Well, then and... I got to decide: do
2: I do I keep YouTube TV or do I stick with the uh, cable company?
1: Piracy. Stop making me Ditch think. Ditch them both. I don't want to think right now. Ditch them both. Get what? Usenet. Yeah.
0: Hey, Thomas. Uh, away from this our, stuff. Our third uh, PHP podcast got released. It was. What I thought was probably one of the worst podcasts John and I had ever done, I actually got pretty good praise from from the editor in chief of PHP Architect of how much more he he enjoyed the natural language and talking we did.
2: But it wasn't that natural, which is the weird. Part
1: <laughs> no. Shh. trade I secrets. Mean, was more
2: natural. It was more natural than the first two, but no, we know we we listen and we we know where we want to improve and we'll right. get there. It's just.
0: I mean, like, it's weird because the PHP podcast, like this podcast, I sit down, I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about from one sentence to the other. But the PHP podcast... Yeah, you're podcast, ready to cancel
1: every episode.
0: Yeah. The PHP podcast, even if we don't script it, we we know what we're going to talk about. It's kind of there in front of us. We have we have targeted topics. We, and it's so hard for that not to sound scripted. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> well the
2: the big difference is with this show we we talk to each other and it seems like on the php podcast not only are we trying to talk to each other but also talking to the audience a little more and mm-hmm. i think that's where it kind of feels weird yeah
1: we'll figure times. it out well and you haven't, haven't fired us in that podcast
0: <laughs> they haven't fired us we yet ha-
1: so do we are, are we losing viewers yet
2: I'm
0: sure. I, I couldn't imagine why we wouldn't be.
2: <laughs> We're so negative mm-hmm. on our own show, it's kind of horrible. <laughs> it's
1: funny, how, but how horrible. Do you,
0: how do you tell, Thomas? Are you look at uh, yeah, looking at Simplecast?
1: Oh, yeah, looking at Simplecast. That's weird. Our episode where we jumped the shark is our, much higher rated than the episode afterwards. We it, might have actually jumped you, the shark.
0: Is the one where you guys fired me still the most highest rated one?
1: Uh, correct Mundo. <laughs>
0: God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sting a little.
0: People really want
1: to see me fired. You know what our most popular listener location is? Japan. Yeah. No?
0: Weird. Yeah. What is with that? It's been Japan for months. I don't understand that. Must be where all like these servers are that do the podcast catching or something.
1: I don't know. And that's depressing. I'm not going to look at those charts anymore. That's where
2: all the bots are located that you paid to download to make our <laughs>
1: stats. Oh, well, go yeah, that's right. Yeah. To make us cry. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have 300 listeners. <clears throat> I, I love <throat> all of I love all of our listeners and you know we keep hearing from them and I love hearing from our listeners. We get uh tweeted at least once a week. Every couple weeks. <laughs> Once a month. At least we get tweets at least once a month.
0: <laughs> okay, somebody mentioned this quarterly, so Yeah.
1: Well, New Relic replied to a tweet you sent, which I don't that's that's a corporate thing, I don't count that.
0: Oh, did you happen to catch the Frank uh, works for
1: us? Let me let me
0: let me get the uh Frank, Frank has his own column in the stats, man. He uh, uh Did you guys have Cal to Evans catch the, the Cal Twitter? Evans says,
1: Do me a favor and don't mention me again.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Where, where was it? I had a uh, I had a little Twitter back and forth. I was speaking with um, who is what's her name? Friend of the show, Jessica. Uh, Jessica, I I, I I will butcher her last name. It's M A U E R H A N Murray. I I spoke Mahoolahan. with her Mahulahan. Yeah, she's a fantastic individual, super smart. We interviewed her on Larachat Chat Live once. Uh, I wish she would have agreed to be like a regular panel member because she was just so insightful, such a wonderful person to speak with. But we ended up on a Twitter back and forth on podcasts, and she was doing her little podcast uh, list. And I'm like, hey, you know, share, share what your podcast list is. And she's using podcasts. Casts. So I shared mine, and PocketCast chimed in and told us how to you know export it so that uh, people could go to a website and see what it is. And so we you know we're appreciative and we're sharing back and forth and we're we're talking a little bit. And I mentioned to her about how she didn't have any PHP podcasts on, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I don't listen to any development podcasts." I I forget exactly what her reply was. Pocket Cast kind of chimes in and says. And I'm I'm. This is all verbatim because I'm not looking at the tweet in front of paraphrasing.
1: me. Paraphrasing, yeah. So not verbatim, not the <laughs> not, not verbatim.
0: Yeah, th- this is all pa- paraphrasing. <laughs> but basically, podcast jumps in and says, "Can we stop talking about PHP? Because I need a shower." Friends don't let friends PHP. I'm like, what? Well, fuck this guy. And before before I could even tweet anything, uh, Jessica tweets. Uh, so should I ask for a refund on my on my you know uh, payment to you guys, or are you going to stop insulting the career that pays you know pays my life and runs eighty percent of the internet? I'm like yeah, <laughs> and, you know. Then of course
1: I jump in later. Yeah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Standing behind her, pointing over her shoulder. You fucking jerks.
0: <laughs> K- kick their ass. Kick their asses. They, they, they have replied to her And the reply that they gave her Was so bizarre It was like oh you win that round You get 100 internet points Or some stupid shit like that It, it sounded very uh-huh. botish, Like a bot had replied to her But it was just like yeah you know what And I, I, I have supported uh, Pocket Cast for so long I've praised its interface It even came out with a desktop app And now I'm just kind
1: of like Fuck those guys so our question is, if I title the episode "Fuck Pocketcasts," how many listeners do we lose? <laughs> Pocketcasts
0: yeah. just like blacklist us. Sure. <laughs> Let's.
1: No, I've got the stats for what Pocketcast does for us. Oh, do you? What is it? Eleven percent.
0: It's probably high. 11 oh, percent. Yeah,
1: we can't afford that. <laughs> we can't. Whoa. We can't lose them. No.
0: I mean, we, that's like two people. <laughs>
1: yeah no that's that's like eight people they're all yeah. from japan <laughs> yeah. I, was, uh, I was
2: looking at i was looking at my phone this weekend and saw that bitcoin jumped over six thousand dollars per coin and then looked at it yesterday and it was down to fifty five hundred
1: yeah fifty three <laughs> it it oh, takes it, it so far it takes so far down it's It's back
2: up near fifty nine hundred right now yeah,
1: meanwhile just ethereum check. can't decide what the hell it's doing
0: why is it just jumping all over the place?
1: yeah, it's just hovering around two ninety three hundred three ten like it just it won't it won't move to a solid location, but I did catch it on an upswing when it was when it was over three hundred and made some made my first actual ethereum for tangible goods purchase. Oh, really? Yes. I saw something on the uh, ETH Trader subreddit. So, this is... It's called Ether Cards. Have you guys seen this at all?
2: I saw when you posted, and I have a thousand questions to ask.
1: It looks like a credit card. It's nice and shiny, nice little design. Um, but instead of a mag stripe on the back, it's got a QR code... Um, a wallet address below the QR code, which matches, and a scratch-off area where the private key is stored. And the idea here is that you buy these physical cards, and then you put money into the wallets that the card represents, and give them as gift cards.
2: That's, so I, what, I, that's what I was wondering. It, it, they are gift cards. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In that respect, it, it's it, not. It's a wallet in the sense that it, it will. It has a private key, so it'll store the. Your ether either for you.
1: Right. But so the ether, the ether is bound. Yeah. So the, the, the public address is visible right when you get the card, you just deposit anything you want to straight into it. Um, and you could continue to use it as a wallet if you wanted to, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. In fact, the reason I bought these cards is because they are a nice <laughs> way for me to introduce my kids to cryptocurrency and All of the benefits and perils that it entails. So it's it's really I purchased a uh, a lesson for my children on Christmas. Just thanks, Dad. What am I gonna do with this? You found the
0: only gift worse than socks. Good job, Thomas.
1: (laughs) That's twenty bucks, kinda. (laughs) Maybe less. It might be more. Might be more. You never know. Don't never know if you ever be able to use it, but you know. It's it's less right now. It's definitely less. Or I'll just I'll tell them I put twenty dollars on there, and then when I pull up the site on Christmas, be like, "Oh no, it's only ten dollars now." Jeez, this market. Oh well.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're a terrible person. That
1: that reminds me, like when my
2: when I was young and my dad buying me uh, bonds. And it's like, what am I going to do with these things? I still have them sitting in my drawer behind me.
1: What, they're probably worth thousands. I was have they
2: not gone up in value?
1: (laughs) What are you doing?
2: The whole thing is they go up to about what they're worth on the face value. You pay less to get them. So you give me like a $50 US
1: savings bond. That might be worth 50 bucks, did it? So cash it out. Wait, might be worth 50 they, bucks today. No, just. If he gave it to you when you were a kid, it's going to go up with inflation still. Hand, hand them down really,
0: to your every, child. Just every, be like. I, I No, I looked at them.
1: <laughs> Here, you within, throw this within away. In the
2: past couple of years, and they still hadn't <laughs> reached. Like, they get to a an end point, or they won't mature anymore.
1: See, but you at least you but, know how bonds work now. I didn't know that, because my parents didn't love me.
2: But you were just telling me that they're going to go up with inflation. You didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't know. I He's
1: yes. making it up. He doesn't
0: know this stuff.
1: Did you not know that that's how I operate on a fundamental level? Small amounts of I'll information s- in, assumptions out.
2: I'll send one to you. You major, can have it.
0: Major assumptions coming out. Uh, who's going to order? I don't even know if you can order them. Who's excited about a possible gene PHP elephant? Gene? I'm not gonna lie, I kind of, I kind of want one. Yeah, Zencon is, is wrapping up. And Zencon uh, the, the, Canada? No, Zencon U.S. Then in why Black is Vegas. it
1: Jean? Why is it denim if it's not Canadian? It's what? Denim is denim? the Canadian tuxedo.
0: Oh really? I don't know. I don't, I don't know these answers, Thomas.
2: Again, he's making stuff up. That's what he
0: does. <laughs> John was supposed to go to this uh, conference and he wussed out. I, I I still don't know why. He could have had one of these denim PHP elephants.
1: I was supposed to go too. Oh yeah, what yeah.
0: happened?
2: Did he? Why didn't you? Not
1: everybody it? got one, did
0: they? I don't know. How's that? I don't know how that works. Hmm. I, I've never gone to a ZenCon. I don't know how. I mean, it's a it's a corporation. They got money. I mean, you think they just throw that stuff around like you know paper? I don't know.
1: Which is what? Why money are they throwing is? paper around? Because money is paper. <laughs> I
0: don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I want a lot of.
2: Not money more? Pillars. I thought it was digital.
1: Not yet.
0: Uh, okay, it's, so anybody getting one? No, nobody interested. No. I'm interested.
1: You collect them, though. We don't. Co- I, do. I don't collect them. I ordered. I
0: ordered the cake PHP ones, and they haven't even made them yet. I ordered a uh, cake PHP elephants, and what are they celebrating? Like, uh, well. They do have something to celebrate. They just hit 2 million downloads on Composer.
1: 2 million. Really? Cake PHP. It's almost as if that was the perfect fucking lead in.
0: You're still assuming that I I had a method to my madness there. Like I was planning things ahead of time. No, I know you weren't, which is
1: why I read your Twitter and and prepare these intro segues for you.
0: But it's not a segue when you call it out. (laughs)
1: Well, I was really. We tell proud you this
0: every week. Every week we tell you this. <laughs> Damn. Damn it!
2: And you don't even have the card anywhere that I see.
1: No, hey, you know I, it's. Uh,
0: shooting from you the You know hip that this
1: here. is, this is going to be our Halloween episode. Well, you're wearing an ugly mask. I am.
0: Why is it our Halloween episode?
1: Because we're releasing it on Halloween it's... week. It's Halloween this week. Oh. Next, yeah, I guess on, on Tuesday
2: sense. will be Halloween.
1: And nothing yeah. says Halloween like inviting strangers into your home.
0: Are we going somewhere with this? Waiting to see. Wait, <laughs> wait to see. I this was goes. really
1: hoping there was more to that statement. I'm moving. I'm moving the Trello card over. Shut up. Amazon key.
2: Oh my gosh. Amazon key. This can't be. It it can't really work, can it?
1: What is this? This is the latest thing that everyone is making fun of. That is actually really well done and interesting, but easily easily made fun of. Of
2: course, you're letting delivery people have access to your house. Correct. Granted, there's cameras and it's time based and correct. It's a one time use access, but
1: it's you're notified when access is provided. You're given a video of access while it occurs. You want to
0: hear something super weird? No. I gotta, I, when I got my uh, Chromecast in, I go to walk to the front of the house. Now, my kid... I, I'm I'm home alone a, a lot of days because the, the wife uh, works at a hospital during the day. Kids are at school. Um, kids had come in and had left. And uh, I turn around, and, and they had left some time back. And I go to walk to my kitchen and I can see my front door and I look over at my front door and there's a package on the inside of my door, in my house laying there. And I'm like, the hell's that? And I walk over to it and it's it's my Amazon pa- It's an Amazon package with Chromecast in it. I'm like, what? It's like the kids put something... Why did they put it in the house like that? And why didn't they tell me there was a package for me? It's weird that it was just sitting right there. And then I... I come to this page, and it's like, holy crap, that's what they did. It was just like that. Did they, did they open my door and put my package in my door? Are we saying that it's okay for them to do that now? Did I
1: no. click something? They, Nobody's they did not saying, that, did they? Nobody is saying I'm, that.
0: I'm terrified. What if he didn't leave? What if he's still here? <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Well, you've got the office manager to protect you.
0: Okay, is this a real thing?
1: Or, or this real is thing. it? The thing is, is that the page looks totally like an april's fool's prank like right away when you see it you just go oh that's no that's too perfect it's the the layout of it is stark enough the explanation about how it's not creepy or weird is totally absent so they just they present it as something that's like hey look at this creepy new thing amazon is doing and it's a picture of a woman sneaking literally sneaking a package into your house she's not putting it (laughs) down on the ground she's kneeling down on the ground putting it down, and then pushing it into the house, which Being is a weird gentle. yeah, weird way to put a package in a house. You don't slide it in like it's a covert op. <laughs> and then the door's closed and the package is there smiling at you because it's got the Amazon logo. Like,
0: hey, how'd I get in your
1: house? That's weird. <laughs> Look at me. Oh my god, it's so sneaky. So it totally right? step one looks like it's fake. Also, the examples they give because you can you can source this out to a guest so you can use like a house cleaning service or dog walkers and they can walk up to your door and request access on your phone. You get a request and you grant it. Mm -hmm. They've got, they've got the two examples of a house cleaner and a dog walker. And the dog walker looks like a nice young lady. The house cleaner is dressed up like the guy from every ADT security ad ever. (laughs) The dude has like a five o'clock shadow, uh, a hat on, t-shirt and 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 slacks and whatever, and then a bucket of random cleaning materials that, that you would never consider to be the proper equipment for cleaning a house. Like don't, if don't he's touch there, the guy, he
0: he had a drinking problem. He's trying to turn <laughs> his life around. Give him a break. If you that guy is
1: delivering, thing? if that guy is at my house doing cleaning, he's just cleaning the toilet. He's you only got to, enough equipment to, to buy clean a thing. toilet.
0: You know, this is a podcast. <laughs> People can't see what you're talking about, right? So, like, the, the joke is kind of spinning its wheels at this point.
1: $250. <laughs> you
0: have to pay for this, though?
1: Really? Yes. So, naturally, this is getting, like, shot to shit on all the late night shows and news. They're, they're like, oh, just let the Amazon guy in your house. Oh. But the reality is, is that it's a great system. And if you've lived in an area where your packages get stolen off your front porch, $250 is nothing to make sure that you always get your package. Uh, yeah, no, a, better right. system
2: is, uh, a better system is a panel in the door that would let them slide it through without a full sized body going through
1: Okay, put your TV through that hole. <laughs> no. But but prevent a person who's TV-sized from getting through it. <laughs> and tv shapes from amazon i have
0: so here's the thing with this though Ooh. i keep saying so man i guess to stop doing that
1: you said it twice in that. you said it three times in that sentence where do i i don't think i do
0: here's the here's the thing here's my question here's the point i'm trying to make i don't know where you live
2: can you say that five more times in but where ways. i
0: live I don't have somebody dressed up in the Amazon shirt coming to my house. It's either like the post office, FedEx. Uh, you know, there's a few different services. Occasionally, it will be a dedicated Amazon truck, but that's not like a given. So, are all these are all these different industries having that capability now? Like, can the post office kind of come in my front door whenever they want? Well, this that's just gov- whenever they that's want. That's a government agency, my friend.
1: So Amazon has the whenever they want permission, where if you've got a package scheduled for delivery, then they can just open the door after knocking and put it inside the door and then close the door. But any other service that you want to provide this to, like local house cleaners, dog walkers, babysitters, they have an app where you just request access.
0: You you didn't hear my question, though. I'm talking about Amazon packages. Amazon doesn't always deliver Amazon packages to my house. I
1: think if you sign up for this, then Amazon will make sure that all your packages get delivered by their guys, or they're working with UPS to make sure that the delivery gets through. That's I my think concern. If you're...
0: That's exactly what's terrifying me, is that they're allowing their outsourced channels this ability. This is what I'm. This is this is the statement I'm trying to stress to you. Do you not see how weird that is?
1: No. They just okay, need to Provide
2: Amazon lockers to everybody. <laughs> put outside. Put outside their front door, and then problem
1: solved. Well, and the other thing is, is that when the delivery is happening, it pops up on your phone with the vi- the live video feed of the delivery being made, and them dropping the package off in the door, and then closing the door and leaving. So, like if, if are somebody are you trying to
0: make me feel better? I don't know. You're not doing a good job at it.
1: If somebody at UPS decided that they were going to try and steal your TV or steal your stuff from your house, it's pretty guaranteed that they would get caught. Not only because they're the ones making the delivery, but there's video of them doing it. So I don't, but I don't now see it. You have it to as
2: put a, a camera inside your house. This is this is too. I, weird. I mean, it's interesting.
0: I, I like the idea. I don't see of... It being a big thing. I like the idea of the lock system. And like you said, giving certain people access to the house. Like when we go out of town and we need somebody to come over and watch the house, you know, giving them access to the house. I, I like that. I, I, I totally get that. It's just it's super the, easy to do. It's just the random delivery person bringing something to your house. You don't know who they are being able to come to your house. That's weird to me. That's super weird. But they
1: don't even even go in the house. They just slide the package into your house and then close the door. It's the phantom delivery system. But they kneel down first. Yeah, no, it's creepy.
0: They need one of those uh, bomb robots to do it.
1: (laughs) I would be much more frightened if a bomb robot just started strolling through my house. Package for you, sir.
2: (laughs) I was on GitHub yesterday. And notice that the fav icon is different based on the your build process. So if you have checks that you do within GitHub, if they have failed or passed, there's a little check or an X in the fav icon. So on the tab, you know exactly what's going on. It was just a little touch, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So then I started looking at how they do that, and it's a simple. I think it was a link tag in the head section of your your page to say what where the fav icon is located. See, and I'm
1: not seeing this, John. I saw very you easy to about do. this. I thought they got cached. I thought favicons were, like, super cached.
2: But favicons, if you don't specify in the page which one to load, it is because it just goes to slash favicon.ico, right? But you can also specify what the favicon URL is supposed to be in a link tag, and then it pulls that one. So now it's going to cache either um, success or failure. But... Because they're two different links, it's not per location.
0: Hmm. So you, you, this is this is on a pull request. Yeah, I, I am not seeing this at all. Well,
2: yeah, not, not well the, I'll tell
0: you. Look, look in the Diego Dev repo and tell tell me one that you see it on.
2: Do, you, but do you have checks set up for it?
0: Yeah, we have scrutinizer. Does that count?
1: Yeah, should. Yeah, I'm not seeing it either.
0: Oh, I just is that a check? Oh, it's very faint. Oh, yeah. Where do I, I, yeah, don't...
2: I mean, it's in the bottom right hand corner, so under the. the ah, octo-cat. I see it. There.
0: Oh, how did you even? How did you even see that?
2: Be, because I happen to have two tabs open, one with one with an X and one with a check mark. I'm like, wait, what's that?
0: Ah. <laughs> so
2: I noticed it, and then it was like, wow, that's really, maybe, it's an interesting use of the, of the Fave icon, and you know, inbox does that because they change it. What? so maybe yeah, because our bills
1: never fill. Well, you have to you have yeah. to have tests so, to fail.
2: Not it's not tests, it's the the status checks. But anyway, inbox does that with the number of emails you have in your inbox. And I but I never took the time to figure out how they were doing it.
0: That's true. And then
2: saw that yeah. just thought it was interesting.
1: Speaking of stupid style tricks, did you know that you can reference emojis? Or emoticons as CSS selectors.
0: Uh, why Did would not you know do that.
1: Uh, some kind of self-hate, I imagine. <laughs> so wait,
2: you're talking about not generating emoticons with CSS. You're talking about the actual selector within the HTML of your page.
1: Right. So if you if you class a div with the poop emoticon, then you can legitimately. Reference that class with that? dot poop.
2: <laughs> that sounds ridiculous.
1: That it, is, it why? is totally. It, I don't know. I, I just imagined it's some compatibility thing that occurred. You think but, that's a compatibility thing? Yeah, because it's, it it's just it's just a Unicode character. Yeah, it probably just happens.
2: Yeah. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't like somebody created this. Hey, let's do this. It just. It's text.
1: No, but you know what was created. What's that, Tom? <laughs> God, your pauses. You suck No, you're supposed to say what? What? What was created, What's that, Tom? Tom? Tom?
0: <laughs>
1: there a It's not a
2: scripted show. It's There is a. There
1: is a family emoji. Two parents, two children. Same sex. Yeah, all yellow, and different genders.
0: Oh, okay. Right. But,
1: but because. Uh huh. Because that's not very inclusive. Okay, here we That we that, that emoji is actually mm. something called a ligature. Mm. So you can actually do oh, replacements with selected emoji. So if you take it into JavaScript, you put the family emoji and then tell JavaScript to replace the young boy emoji in the family picture with the young girl, it will output... A family with a young girl in its place. Okay, I'm sure there's. A it's really, for that. Co- it's really cool. I pasted it in. I pasted it in the podcast. So, friend of the show
0: and Ta- Diego Dev employee, uh. not employee. Sorry, John. Diego Dev person,
2: <laughs>
1: contractor.
0: Jason uh, sent me an interesting
1: guy. Suck
0: book, I guess. <laughs> You're really killing me on this transition here, Thomas.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to.
0: <laughs> so we have uh, we're working with a new contractor uh, who is uh, strong in JavaScript. Uh, liking the guy a lot, Jason Lamb. Um, he came on board. He runs uh, one of the JavaScript user groups here in San Diego. So the guy the guy fits right in. He's passionate about the platform. He's passionate about the technology. Even though he it, it, he is interested in PHP and specifically Laravel, but he's definitely stronger in the JavaScript world. Um, I should go to the Laravel
1: sh- user group. Oh no! Oh jeez!
0: He shared with me a PDF today. or actually shared with the group in Slack a PDF called State of Vue JS Report 2017, and I'm like, it's a PDF. Why is why is this a PDF? Thinking that it was like going to be this you know. Whether of, of those graph things called Graphmatics or something, you open this thing up. And it's like this eighty-page book of all, all all that's great about Vue. It, it it's kind of cool because it it does it does state near the end of it, uh, it does state a bunch of uh, case studies of companies that are using it, why they chose it, and the benefits that they're experiencing. But it's just like this. I started reading it like you're, you're kind of into the first page. You're like, oh, okay, oh yeah, oh, wow, this is kind of going on. Wow, this is really, really going on. Whoa, it's just like I, I don't know why you would have this book. I, that's why I, I was telling Jason. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, why would I have this? Why would I? When would I ever need to reference this information?
1: Yeah, but then I love told
2: his you. TL- I love his TLDR. View good, view easy, view here to stay.
0: <laughs> that pretty, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, that's uh, that's really all you need to know. Now, it yeah. wasn't according to to Jason. This this wasn't done by Evan v, Evan Yu. He, he participates in it, but this was actually co- commissioned or put together by a by a design agency in the UK. Um, I, and again, I'm not sure what their motivation on doing it was either. But uh, I don't know. I, it's weird. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it out there. If if you're into, if, if you're into this stuff, if you're really if you're trying to sell Vue in your enterprise, and you guys have these big formal meetings on the platforms that you choose, maybe go download the State of UJs Report 2017. I'm sure it has some slide. You could you could grip some slides well, that's out the, of it.
1: That's the target audience. I mean, it says so on the on the cover page. It says everything you need to know to make an educated decision about your technology stack.
0: But it's not. It's, so they, it's, it's about choosing view. Right,
1: like but they open it's, with... It's not It's not unbiased. What group What group out there do you think just publishes regular reports on what the best technology stack is? I
0: don't know. This seems wasn't the
1: point? It's, it it's a great long. doc. It's for CTOs.
0: Pretty graphs in there. Yeah.
2: Please make a video.
0: Make a oh, movie of this. Hey book. look at this. Oh I could have used this last week. Eighty one percent of surveyed participants say that ease of integration is one of the chief advantages of having a view in their organization's tech stack. Couldn't have been eighty two percent. I could've used it for the show opener. How many pages is it? Eighty two pages? Could I eighty accept
1: that? it's no it's eighty pages. Damn it. You you lose on every front with this he one. He
0: was just coming up short again. There you <laughs> <good. laughs>
1: Thanks, Evan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was uh that was cool. Also learned Jason is a fan of Rethink D B, which we had spoken about in very old episodes of uh, of PHP Ugly. I'm kind of uh, always kind of playing around with different data stores and a lot of the NoSQL stuff, Uh, been doing some proof of concept stuff with CouchDB, been a big fan of RethinkDB, hadn't even realized that when I was looking at Rethink, it was quote unquote, well, I don't know why I'm saying quote unquote, it was a company, Uh, but it was this uh, open source company, like their product was open source and they were trying to do the whole, we'll make money off support. It um, turned out that wasn't really a good model for them, and they ended up having to close the company. But they wanted to keep the Rethink Database uh, stuff open source, and there's a, this long blog post about the challenges. Oh, and, and there's actually a podcast as well. Um, what's, uh, Changelog has a podcast on it. Um, talking about some of the challenges of getting getting the property back and being able to get it open sourced and i just thought it was real interesting it's like it, it kind of really speaks to the power of open source you know even though the company goes away the people who were behind it were still they're still passionate about it yeah they were trying to make money off it and you know nobody can fault them for that but they the the pro- the project itself continues to live on which is nice that's all I have to say about that.
1: Thank you Forrest. Thank you, <laughs> so we're not actually I don't...
2: using Rethink anywhere, are we?
0: Why do you say it like that, John? Currently? Why do you say it like that, John? You make it sound like it would be a bad thing if we were. I'm the you know, no, I'm rethink. Just I can use I, rethink I was
2: wondering whatever. if I was out of the loop.
0: Do do you need me to put together a big eighty I'm page done. report of the state of Rethink D oh, B twenty seventeen PDF? So you know, rethink
2: together an 80 80 page report on how to get out of this episode
1: of the podcast.
0: (laughs) That would be rethink when open
1: source report. You know what went closed source? (laughs) What went closed source? I
0: hate you guys. What's what's closed source? Synergy. It's full. It's fully closed source now.
1: So Synergy is working on a new version that they're currently in beta testing that removes from what I can tell, all of the open source elements and is attempting to go completely closed source. Really? Which upsets me a lot. So, fuck Synergy. Taking a good something thing. Else and...
0: will, something else will be along to replace it.
1: I hope so. I'm, it really bums me out. Because I've talked on the podcast in the past about how they've paywalled... The compiled versions for Windows and Linux, and made it more and more difficult to get the free version of the open source code. And this is just another step to squish on that. And I, that's such a bummer to me.
0: I, I mean, I think the reality of it is they'll just come to the harsh realism that the product isn't doesn't have a sustainable model. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't see that many people paying for it is it a one time pay or is they it advertise
1: it's it's a, a one time right now but i think it might go an, annually and they advertise on all the big tech channels on youtube like I, all I
0: don't, really they, they don't advertise on ours
1: all <laughs> the big tech channels on youtube
0: i, I don't see that model being sustainable them. i don't know i could be wrong
1: uh, they they make a lot of corporate sales but i assume people that need it
2: probably already have it <laughs>
1: Oh, um, add a add a new computer to it and try and add the the X-Goodball. It's a it's a pain in the ass now. But I do yeah. have some good news. Do you guys want to hear the good news?
2: I want to know about shows over. Yeah, what are you to talk about? I want there's a card I want to know more about,
1: but I'll let you go. Portugal.
0: We have we have has fan, banned, friends of the show. Friends of the show down
1: there. I'm I'm liking what Portugal's doing right now. Portugal banned the use of DRM to limit access to public domain works. So Portugal updated their code of copyright and related rights so that anything that's owned by the public cannot be DRM'd, anything that is done for the sake of releasing your own media is legal. So if you bought the DVD, you can rip it. So they're they're establishing this sort of, this new bill of rights for the media that you own. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. So there's the anti-circumvention ban. So the, the anti-circumvention ban means that you can't get around DRM. Um, in order to exercise your normal copyright limitations of ownership of media, you can do whatever you need to to break it. Public works... You're just sending me pictures of shy dogs now. God. I'm going to cut this whole segment. What was the one that you're interested in there, John? The, the first real
2: real <laughs> estate sale sold strong. through
1: Ethereum. Yeah.
0: I heard your feelings, Yeah. Down. But look at him. He's a cute puppy. He's so shy.
1: <laughs> what painkillers are you on?
0: This is one of them. I, don't know, I can't. I can't read that word. This word.
2: It's not focused at all.
0: Okay. Well, I don't
1: know. Yeah, there was a developer from the Ukraine who sold his apartment to the co-founder of TechCrunch for sixty thousand dollars through an automated self-executing smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain. So this is considered to be, although probably not, the first transfer of real estate through a cryptocurrency channel.
2: It was the first transfer of $60,000 for real estate, but not... the real estate isn't...
1: The real estate was sold through the contract. The contract dictated the ownership of the property. So it, it was technically sold through the blockchain.
2: But there's nothing on the blockchain that represents that piece of property, which there is what we're trying absolute, to get to eventually. No,
1: there absolutely is something on the blockchain. From what I understand, the contract was drawn up that dictated before the sale that the owner of the the token for the contract was considered the legal owner for the real estate, no matter whose hands it was in. And then it was transferred via the smart contract. So this would be the real legally binding asset to digital, you know, physical asset to digital conversion. Huh. Interesting. I mean, that's that's the big There's... deal is that the reason it's not just some guy and some other guy is because it, it's two big tech nerds getting together to make a thing stand out as a an example of how it'll work. it it wasn't you know i'm sure actually plenty of property has been sold through the blockchain transfer a lot of chinese people are investing in america through blockchain transfers um but this was a straight up smart contract based transfer and it looks like it's through a binding contract that transfers ownership to the token holder
2: I'm still would be love to see how they assigned the the physical document a token and how that was legalized or made legal. Like, did they actually go to an attorney and drop some sort of paperwork saying, "Now, this is now, you know, this Ethereum token that can now be passed around."
1: Well, I can tell you that it was it was supported and managed through Proppy which is a real estate startup and decentralized title registry. So, I believe that their goal is to have is to is to corner the market early on decentralization of titles and management of these kinds of contracts of title goods.
2: Huh. So, now I'm, now wait for somebody to figure out a way to steal that token and now say they own that piece of property.
1: And that's the question. I mean, it's, it's handled through a smart contract, and smart contracts are becoming more and more notorious for being vulnerable to, to various awful attacks. Um, and I think this is putting $60,000 on the line and saying, hey, let's see if it does work. Right. There's
2: still the, the fact that if I stole that token somehow making that stand up in court to say, hey, no, I own this property now. And I know we're still early stages and there's no and
1: Well, there are there are precedents, though, for for possession equaling nine-tenths of the law. And if you possess the token, then I think it becomes the onus of the complainant to say that it is their property. But, I mean, if you look at property, generally speaking, squatters' rights, renters' rights, and all that stuff, it's already a confusing thing to deal with titles just adds another thing to the mix interesting yeah Yeah, i thought so that's why i put it on my you know you can put things on the trello board as well
2: i I did the very first thing we talked about thank you very much (laughs) this has been a fun episode
1: do you guys read the jfk files no yeah there's nothing to read. too many
2: conspiracy theories around it already and i think this is just gonna add to them
1: yeah no it doesn't it doesn't do anything at all It's all the same stuff we already knew. No, all the stuff we didn't know got redacted again.
0: (laughs) Are you up to speed on Mr. Robot yet?
1: I am. I am so... I am so fucking excited. Yeah? Why? Because when the media... God damn it. When the media talks about Russian interference, I have some knowledge about how...
0: Jampang did finding new ways to be annoying.
1: New ways to torture us. <laughs> I I know that the, the way that the Russian interference worked was a very deep and complicated system. Very subtle, very vast, and truly fascinating. And Mr. Robot, which is known for showing the real way that hacks are executed, the real way that social engineering works in our society for them to conquer the election run-up period and to expose the the systems by which the Russian interference actually occurred could bring a huge insight into the events of the 2016 election to a group of people that only casually know about it. They are going to take on something that most I people think, just I say you're being a little Russian h- little
0: more helpful Russian meddling.
1: people shrug their shoulders you say Russian meddling people shrug their shoulders but when when they show what meddling in an election actually looks like on a government versus government scale which is what they it looks like they're going to do that's going to blow people away people will be amazed at how much you can actually do with the power of a government trying to subterfuge another government technologically it's it's, people are going to be shocked I can tell you that
0: well, the show's definitely so, picking up picking up some speed with me. I, I I almost gave up on it after the first after the first episode. Uh, then I, I I kind of the the very tail end of it kind of caught my attention. Watched the second one, watched the third one. Yeah, so that one monologue
1: together. that monologue at the end of the first one really carried it carried the whole episode.
0: Yeah, I I personally have a pet peeve about these time traveling uh, shows where. You're in the future, then you're in the past, you're you're reliving these events. Not but time travel. It it's kinda of, it kinda of works in, in this situation because there's so many different angles on what was happening and kind of see what those angles were and kinda of get some resolution of questions of okay, well where was he during all this?
1: Oh, that's where he was. Yeah, and and it it, it buttons up the first season, which is a nice Second. thing to do. <laughs> No, the first, season, right. because yeah, the first yeah, okay, season okay. ends. Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. Yeah, the first and there's,
1: season, yeah. yeah. So the so there's not really a lot of unanswered questions about the first season anymore. We basically right. have everything wrapped up in a nice with with this most recent episode. Everything gets bundled up nicely. First season can be put away, and you don't have to worry about it. Now you have to remember the events of the second season and what's going to be coming in the third season. Right. So it, it it stashes some of the backburner burner concerns people have always had. very right. Big fan, Mr. Robot.
0: I think we're at a good spot. What do you guys think? Anything else you guys wanted to bring up, talk about, discuss? I,
1: I, I think we're good
2: like five minutes ago.
1: I have an announcement. <sighs> good. And then we'll wrap, I promise, just an announcement, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Ajit Pai, head of the FCC, is determined no matter what the input of the United States voter to kill net neutrality which threatens the jobs of everyone on this podcast and probably listening to this podcast and the future of the internet in general the only way to stop the FCC at this point is to contact your local congressman you can contact your congressman tell them to fight the decision from the FCC and they can override Jeep Pie and make sure that we still have a free internet next year so please before November 14th contact your congressman, tell them that you live and thrive on the open internet and that the FCC's plans will impact you directly and hurt you. Battleforthenet.com. Go in there now. Uh,
0: that, was almost, that was almost them. meaningful. All right, battle battleforthenet.com. Right? Is that what you said? We need to talk about battle that for the, at the
2: beginning of the podcast, not at the end when people are like, why am I still listening to this?
1: Ah oh, they're always uh, they're always waiting for the doom and gloom at the very end.
0: well definitely uh, uh. definitely check this out, okay gentlemen i am uh I'm wrapping up you guys can carry on without me if you like uh, I'm perfectly comfortable with that <laughs> I, I, this is an open relationship uh Thomas, so you know whatever you and John feel like uh, doing you know you guys do it and uh you know it's uh it's you know it's a thing so. I will uh, see you guys. Uh, quote quote, talking about
1: quote from week? quote from earlier was quote from earlier was I will say if we record without you, you don't show up enough to have that sort of authority. Yeah, Seems kind of contrary, it's contrary, it's contrary to your current stance no. of no. an open relationship. No, not
0: at all.
1: What you? It's an open about? relationship.
0: He just has to do what I tell him to do. That's that's all. It's ah, gotcha. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm Eric Van Johnson.
1: I'm John Cognon I'm Tom Rideout. Keep Keep it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.